welcome to Fostering the Inner Child podcast. My name is Melena Macias, and I am your Christ-centered child deliverance coach. I help parents understand trauma and behavioral issues from a biblical spiritual perspective, and I empower them to take authority. If this is your first time listening to me, thank you so much for taking the time. So before I start, I just want to throw the disclaimer out there. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist or a doctor. These episodes for educational and spiritual purposes only. So this week, I actually wanted to talk about uh, um, sleep paralysis, the witching hour, and monitoring spirits. So I'm actually seeing an upward tick of children under attack when they are in, asleep at night. And this goes for adults as well, okay? So you may have even experienced this. Um, so if the first thing I, I want to talk about is the sleep paralysis, okay? So if we look at what the world says, the world says that sleep paralysis is a phenomenon in which an individual experiences a temporary inability to move or speak while falling asleep or waking up. During these episodes of sleep paralysis, a person may be conscious and aware of their surroundings, but they're also unable to move their body voluntarily. It can be accompanied by like vivid and um, unsettling hallucinations or a feeling of like something like sitting on your chest, like a weight sitting on your chest. But that's what the world says. But actually, this is a spiritual attack. If you have ever had sleep paralysis, it's terrifying. Trust me. I'll be the first to raise my hand. I I had suffered with it for a long time. And often children will be unable to move and, and they feel like that something is on their chest or touching them. The environment in the room changes and you can feel another presence in the room. And the only word that cannot be spoken, ironically, is the name of Jesus. Once once a child says Jesus, then they are released because the name of Jesus carries power, obviously. So you see, this is not a natural phenomenon that the world says. It's it's something that just happens. It just does not Um. This is a demonic attack that can be terrifying, terrifying. I mean, literally, it's like, for me, it was, I could feel the whole environment in the room change before it even happened. But it's like, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's really scary, even, even as for me as an adult. Now, I have not had that in a long time. I have been delivered and set free of that. Thank you, Jesus. But um, oftentimes during these episodes, children will see dark objects. Um, Many years ago, I I would have them so often, I, I would literally feel the demon come before it even happened. And then the fight was on, like seriously. I mean, it was like a serious fight. You see, if a demon cannot get access during the day, they will come for you at night when you're weaker because you're asleep. What I do is it's always good to just like, you know, nightly prayers, nightly prayers. Can't, 
cannot stress that enough nightly prayers because this will this will um you know combat the the you know what may come in the middle of the night you know the bible says we're supposed to put on the full armor of god and you know nighttime prayers is a good way to you know combat these these demons that try to come and harass us so is this a demon that is oppressing your child or is a demon has come just to attack your child Okay, so you look at constant nightmares. A sleep paralysis is a sign that your child is manifesting a demon when they're asleep. And this is why they're having nightmares and being attacked at night. Remember, I had said before, I believe in another episode, that when we sleep, our spirit does not sleep. Our, our spirit is awake 24 and 7. So when your child calls out to Jesus, they will get relieved from the demons that are temporary. I mean, but it is temporary because the best way and only way to be set free is making sure that your child's building a relationship with Jesus Christ. Who the son sets free is free indeed. Remember, that's what the Bible tells us. So uh, a relationship with Jesus and reading their Bibles or if they're too young to read, you know, teaching them scripture, having them memorize it. This is a way to combat and be set free from any demonic oppression. And that goes for adults as well. But freedom only comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ, period. If you're not reading your Bible every day, if you're not spending some time and setting some time aside, you and your child, you're not building a relationship with, with, with the Lord. You are a, um, a warm Christian, and that is a dangerous place to be. You want to be on fire you want your children to be on fire, okay? Uh, the second option is deliverance. And let me stop here for a moment and, and touch, on, touch on this a little bit more. I'm sure you're listening to me because you're probably a believer already who is, has a relationship with Jesus. But if you are not and you do not have a relationship with Christ... Do not attempt to do deliverance yourself. Okay, let me explain why. Even though I have made clear in my episodes about relational authority that parents have or anyone who is a guardian over a child, and that goes for foster parents as well, um, if you've been given that authority, um, if you don't have Jesus in your heart, you don't have a relationship with him, using the name may work, but those demons might kick your butt, okay? Is the power, their power in the name of Jesus. But let me show you in Scripture, in Acts 19, 13 through 16 says, Then some of the traveling Jewish, Jewish exorcists also attempted to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had an evil spirit saying, I implore you and solemnly command you by the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. Seven sons of one named Scivia, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. But the evil spirit retorted, I know and recognize and acknowledge Jesus, and I know about Paul, but as for you, Who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit 
leaped on them and subdued all of them and overpowered them so that they ran out of the house in terror, stripped naked and wounded. Wow. (laughs) So here we have the passage speaking about the importance and the power in Jesus' name carries. The sons of Scivia attempted to use Jesus' name to cast out demons, but the evil spirit recognized that they lacked a genuine relationship with Christ and the authority that comes with it. We also see the passage emphasize the need for genuine faith, and true faith is only rooted in a deep personal relationship and belief in the Lord Jesus as our Savior. Okay, And lastly, we see the consequences of misusing spiritual authority. In Matthew 20, 25 through 26, Jesus tells his disciples, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles have absolute power and lord it over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. It is not this way among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. We can see that Jesus was contrasting worldly understanding of authority with spiritual understanding. Okay? Worldly terms, we see authority is associated with domination, control, and self-serving. Jesus says that his kingdom and his authority is not about lording over other exercising power for selfish gains. Instead, it's about servitude and humility. So first and foremost, a relationship with Jesus, and secondly, make sure you're not misusing your spiritual authority. Okay, so let's go into what is the witching hour all about? Okay, um, so some of you may have heard this before, but the witching hour is usually between midnight and 3 a.m. If you will notice, this is often the times you you or your child, and I, I'm starting to actually include parents in here because I feel like I'm speaking not only to about children, but I'm also speaking to um, you know moms, dads, guardians, and foster parents as well because you know I as a child I actually didn't go through sleep paralysis but I think one time I actually had it happen more to me when I was an adult but you will see that oftentimes between midnight 3am is where you or your child will wake up from either a nightmare or or sleep paralysis oftentimes witches and warlocks also astral project do witchcraft on someone because it's believed during that time that these times During these specific times, the veil between our world and the spiritual is the thinnest. They believe that this is the hours that allows them for communications with supernatural, which is demons, as we know. Um, I will be brief, but for those of you who don't know what astral projection is, it is when a witch or a warlock separate from the physical body to another place. They, they usually do this to perform a sp- specific task, like they're going to do something to harm someone else. Um, I've only had this actually happen to me uh, one time, and I hope it will be the last. <laughs> um, 
I was asleep and this very well-known Christian woman, and I will not name her name because I know that she was accepting help from a mentor because um, she she was taking accountability of herself. Basically, she was she knew that she was um, she was practicing Christianity and witchcraft at the same time. So I know that she is getting the help that she needs, but um, from a Christian uh, coach. But but I had been with a with um, and I will mention her her name because she is she is. Um, very dear to me. She's one of my good friends. She's a very good mentor to me. She has been for the last six years. But um, I was hosting Candace Smithyman from um, from Florida, and we had been working uh, um, doing this event. I think it was a if I remember correctly, because I always host her almost every single year in um, Greenville, South Carolina. So I always have her come up, but I think we were doing a conference where we had a three-day event, but we were together for those those few days, and um, it was after she left, and this well-known Christian woman, like I said, had appeared over, she was over my bed one night after Candace had left, and my husband was the one that saw her, but she was like hovering directly over me. And when my husband, my husband woke up and he looked at her in terror, she instantly disappeared. After that experience, I knew that I was being watched, which we will talk more on Monsterian Spirits later. But um, the the Bible doesn't explicitly talk about like the witching hour or anything like that. But we can go to um, Psalms sixty three six, which refers to the night as a period of heightened spiritual activity. So um, Psalms 63, 6 says, On my bed I remember you. I think you through the watches of the night. And if we flip over to John 3.19, 3.19 says, This is the judgment that is, the cause for indictment, the test which people are judged, the basis for the sentence. The light has come into the world, and people loved the darkness rather than the light, for the, their deeds were evil. This last verse implies that nighttime, the darkness can be a time for things that are not in accordance with the light. You may also have heard that Christians also use the midnight prayer. For breakthrough. If we look at Acts 16.25, we see Paul and Silas prayed at midnight. Let, let's, let's read Acts 16.25. But, but about midnight, when Paul and Silas were praying and singing of praises to God, and the prisoners were listening to them, Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so powerful that the foundation of the prison was shaken. And at once, all the doors were open and everyone's chains were broken. Secondly, midnight prayer can also be a form of spiritual warfare. So we see that the chains were broken. Well, that was like spiritual warfare. I mean, wow. 
Christians act actively confront and overcome spiritual challenges when they go into midnight prayer. There's just something about it. There's just something about these hours that breakthrough can happen for Christians, but also be a time of battle in the spiritual realm. We have to understand that a lot of demonic things happen in the night, but the nighttime is also when God talks to us because this is when we are finally quiet. So it's not all about, um, you know, the devil and what he's doing at night, but it's also, you know, what God's trying to talk to us because our minds are quiet. We're able to listen to him more. All right, and now we're going to go into monitoring spirits. <laughs> oh my, I've got a story with that one too. So, monetary spirits, they love to watch you. And what they do is they collect all the information about you, and then they report back to Satan. We have to remember that Satan is not omnipresent. He cannot be in all places like God can. The Bible says in Job 1, 6-7, Now there was a day when the sons of God, angels, came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also was among them. The Lord said to Satan, From where have you come? Then Satan answered the Lord, From roaming around on the earth and walking around it. Satan continuously moving and seeking because he's not omnipresent. He's looking for opportunities to create havoc and discord. I truly believe that monitoring spirits can also be in a person and not just in the unseen to be used to find out things about you. You see, when Satan can't get you in one way, he will figure out another way to get you. People that come into your own life or your child's life want to know everything about you so they can find your weakness. I don't tell everyone all things about me or my family. I might not even answer the question of how am I doing if I don't know you. Sometimes these people come up from the past, like past friends, old friends. And they'll come at times when things may be taking off with your ministry or whatever good that maybe is turning in your favor. Why? Because that's what monitoring spirits want to ruin everything. They want you to tell them what good is happening in your life. Some may or may not agree with me with this, but I believe that Delilah in the Bible had a monitoring spirit. I believe this because she, she tricked Samson into telling her his weakness. Delilah kept harassing Samson over and over and over. She manipulated him. And because he loved her, he finally told her. And then what happened next? Samson lost his strength. She cut his hair. The Philistines captured him, gouged out his eyes. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, in the end of the story, Samson regrew his hair and strength and killed many Philistines. But I know that the Bible doesn't specifically say that, you know, that Delilah had that spirit. I know. And I, I will say that. This is just what I believe just from reading the scripture. 
And, you know, from, from everything I have said today here, I don't want anyone to be afraid. But just have an understanding of what, you know, was going on. Things that are happening in the spirit world, you know, during these hours. Why do you wake up at these hours and all that? You know, I don't want you to be afraid because, you know, you, me and you as Christians and Jesus living in our heart, we have power. But we only can use that power to the extent of knowledge. Do you understand? The Bible tells us that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle with different rankings of demons. And, and on my last episode, I, I, I believe I went through the different rankings of demons. So we have, sometimes we have regional demons we were dealing with. Sometimes you have the little demons, which you could just like flick and just throw them back in the pits, the abyss. <laughs> but, but, you know, we just have to be careful who we allow in our inner circle. And, you know, this is not only apply to just friends, but it also applies to family as well. I mean, if a family member is causing discord in your life, it is not wrong to love from afar and separate you and your family from that family member. It's not wrong. Okay, there's a lot of misunderstanding. And I, you know, I used to even think it too. Even parents. If a parent is causing discord in your life, it is not, it is not wrong or sinful to step away and remove yourself and your family. It is not wrong. You can love and honor from afar. This is something I had to learn for many years. If a parent is calling, causing strife, discord, I mean, the Bible specifically says that the parents should not um, try to purposely frustrate the child. I mean, I, think, I believe that applies to an adult children as well. So I, I, maybe that'll be another discussion I'll have another day because um, I think that is very misunderstood about what the Bible says about honoring your father and mother and also understanding where there is, uh, there's, there's a point where you just got to say, I can't do this anymore. I'll love you. I'll pray for you. But, you know, you have to, I can't be around you because of what, you, what you're doing to me, you know. But another, maybe another podcast another day. But. Let me get back on track here. <laughs> so we have to re also remember that God also sends ministering spirits, okay? So don't get, I don't want you guys to get, um, you know, think I'm just all about the, the devil and all the bad things that he does and all that stuff because the, God also sends us ministering spirits. People to bring us prophetic words that will lift us up and the angels that we have around us. Bible says in Hebrews 1, 14, are not all the angels ministering spirits sent out by God to serve, accompany, protect those who will inherit salvation? Of course they are. Everything that God has created, the devil mimics in some form or fashion, unfortunately. I mean, you could even create um, miracles. Yeah, but they're false. They, they're short-lived. People, for example, get uh, under, you see all these theatrics in uh, the body of Christ here. Well, I shouldn't even say some of them are not the body of Christ. That They are actually working under the darkness. 
Um, and they have a bunch of theatrics, and I won't mention names because that's not what God, God has called me to do. <clears throat> um, there's some people out there that will call out the ones that are false, and I will, I will tell you that if you do want to know who are false and who are not, you can follow um, a Bendigo Love File on Facebook or YouTube. He will, he's a mighty man of God, and he, he exposes those that are walking in the darkness, that are anointed under witchcraft, and that are working as servants of God, and they are not. Okay, I think it's important that the body of Christ be made known of who is false and who is not because you don't want to be deceived. I don't want to be deceived. And I, I know I definitely don't want my followers to have the laying of hands of anyone that is under um, a witch or warlock. But <clears throat> under those people, you will see a lot of theatrics and you see that, oh, they got healed or something like that, and you'll be deceived for the fact that it's actually not a healing. It was an impartation of demonic, and it looks like that they were healed. But anyways, that's, that's another podcast for another time. <laughs> but yes, so everything that God has created, the devil will mimic in some form or fashion. The more discernment you have, the more you will be able to be aware of changes in the environment and people, okay? So about, gosh, I think it's like a week and a half, two weeks ago, somewhere around there, I was home alone. And if you know me, when I'm deep into Lord's work, I'm like totally focused. I'm like, you can't, you, you got to really like get my attention to get me off focus. And I'm listening to my instrumental Christian music and all of a sudden I felt something walk into the room and my focus was completely gone. Like, boom, like that. I went, what? And it was like, I could like in my mind, and I'm not talking about no third eyes here. Okay. Okay. So I just want to, I want to make that known. Sometimes I have visions in my mind where I see, I see something. So I see this black figure, just completely black, like blackest of night, like darker than night, like in my mind, right? And I knew instantly, I was like, it's a monitoring spirit. It's a monitoring spirit's come to look to see what I'm doing because the, because the devils know that I'm doing something, the work of the Lord, so they want to see what I'm doing so they can go report back to Satan. I'll tell you what, the really, 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 really simple thing is if you feel something, something watching you is probably a monitoring spirit. You feel something that's in the room is probably a monitoring spirit. And what you do is when you feel like that, all you say out loud is, in Jesus' name, I cut the cords to all monitoring spirits. And when I did that, like snap of a finger. I mean, it was gone. Bye. Gone, gone, gone. And you can also do this to any witches or warlocks that astral project. <clears throat> you know, I spoke a, a moment ago about astral projection, but 
this is a little harder because they don't want to be caught. They don't want you to know that they're there when they astral project. Why? Because if you catch them, it's harder for them to get back in their bodies. It really is. So they don't want to be caught. They know what the they know what's going to happen if they get caught or what could possibly happen. But um, if if you do wake up and you see, you know, a witch or warlock, and it, it look usually it just looks like a dark shadow. Sometimes it it could be you could actually see the person. Um, you just say, I just, I, I severed the cords in Jesus' name. You do the pretty much the exact same thing as you would to any monitoring spirits. Now, keep in mind, though, that, and I have not had this personally happen to me, but mentors of mine have told me that this is, this is what you do and what you say. And they have said, which I won't mention names, um, that there's a possibility that if you cut the cord, their spirit might not be able to get back in their body and they could die. So this is the reason why the, when they astral project, they do not want you to catch them because they know that they might not be able to get back in their body and they could die. But, um, yeah. I really, really hope that I brought some light to about sleep paralysis, the witching hour, 12 to 3 a.m., and monitoring spirits. Because I believe those are the three things, like, I've seen an uptick of not, I mean, in children, like, especially the nightmares, sleep paralysis, seeing dark figures is uh, seeing more and more. But the world is getting more darker and darker, guys. So I truly believe that Jesus is going to come back soon, sooner than later. That's for sure. But anyways... Of course, if you have any questions, please email me at fosteringtheinnerchild at gmail.com. But before I go, I want to pray for you and your children. Father God, I come in agreement with those that are listening for them and their children. Lord, we ask that you send your angels to come and protect them as they sleep. And, and they will have dreams that of you and not of the demonic. We come against any type of sleep paralysis to cease in Jesus' name, we command any monitoring spirits in the spiritual realm are hiding in human form. We cut the cords in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus, for the, for the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen. That's it for this episode, guys. If you'd like to learn more, you can head over to fosteringinnerchild.com, pick up my free ebook. I also have a 14-week course where I go much, much deeper than all this. And of course, you can also email, email me at fosteringinnerchild at gmail.com. Until then, I will talk to you next week on Fostering the Inner Child Podcast.